For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Mark Rosanowski here this morning. I have a very special guest with me as well. We're going to have a bit of a commentator's theme here today because my first guest is a man who has been the voice of Greyhound Racing in Christchurch for more than four decades and he is going to be hanging up the binoculars in a couple of weeks' time. I speak of Trevor Wilkes and then at the end of the programme I'm going to have a chat with uh, Philippa Morris. Now Philippa, the uh, first uh, female commentator to call a full meeting here in New Zealand which she did uh, at Cambridge Raceway Thursday just gone. And then in between times we'll catch up with uh, Michael Dorr from Greyhound Racing New Zealand, the racing, racing operations and uh, welfare manager, just to catch up on a few things. We're going to talk about uh, preferential box draws with uh, Michael and how that uh, is going at the moment, plus a few feature races that are coming up over the next few weeks. But my opportunity first and foremost here on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand is to welcome in Trevor Wilkes, who's been the voice of Greyhound Racing in Christchurch since 1979. Trevor, good morning to you. Tell us what was the first date of your first commentary for the Christchurch Club. Yeah, good morning, Rosso. And, uh, yeah, the first date, uh, my first date was uh, January the 9th, 1979. So 43 and a half years. It's been a hell of a ride, I tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So that was at QE2 Park, and we'll talk about that venue in a minute because the Greyhound track, of course, was built around the outside of the athletic track that was used for the 1974 Commonwealth Games. But... How did you come to be in a position to, to pick up the commentaries there? What actually happened in uh, December, um, uh, December I, I called in uh, to the Greyhounds. There was, a, there was an on-course only meeting and uh, uh, the then president, uh, Stuart Taylor, approached me and uh, he said, aren't you the guy that does the, uh, the harness trials on occasions? And I said, yeah, that's me. Uh, he said, how would you like to pick up the microphone? And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's where I got my lucky break, really. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I called that day, and then just shortly after that, uh, um, a contract was sort of made, a, a verbal contract was made that um, that I call the Christchurch Greyhound Racing meetings on a regular basis. So, mm. so that's where it all started. So January the 9th was actually my first day calling. And things were, were way different back then. Of course, it was only uh, on-course uh, betting available at that time. The TAB betting didn't kick in until till 1982. Uh, and you were calling sort of um, once a week as well. You were doing harness trials, you mentioned there. So what else were you doing to sort of supplement your, your income and your living? Yeah, well, actually, um, um, I wasn't doing harness trials on a regular basis at that time. But um, um, I, I was calling greyhounds and I was working in a in a supermarket, actually, okay. and uh, and they gave me the Thursday night off to call the dogs at uh, QE2, mm. uh, which was was quite good. Um, old Reggie, Reggie Clarkson, he was a good boss, I tell yeah. you. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, so that's how it all started, really. And uh, yeah, to supplement the income, um, you know, I I was still working mm. and just had that one greyhound meeting as at, at at that stage. Yeah. So, so how did you get involved? Was the, was there a family interest in racing, or how did it develop? No, there was no family. Uh, it was mainly just schoolmates. Um, I did my last three or four years of schooling over in uh, Sydney. Um, I went to a school at Parramatta, and not far from Rose Hill. Right. And uh, a few of the guys used to go to Rose Hill races, and uh, 
so I just happened to go along with him one day, and I, you know, I just loved it, you know. Mm. So, uh, uh, so that's where my racing began, really, um, galloping, and then, uh, then I used to go to the hardest meetings, and of course the greyhounds. The greyhounds come later, but uh, uh, the greyhounds were probably more influential to me because there was a guy just up the road that had a few greyhounds, so I used to go and help walk them, etc., and then I ended up going places with them all around New South Wales, it was, you know, it was great fun. So uh, that's how my interest become with the Greyhound, really. Let's talk about Kiwi 2 Park, because the Christchurch Club was there from after the Commonwealth Games through until 1997, when they moved here to Addington Raceway, and we're in Christchurch today, the pair of us. Um, Just tell us about what it was like calling there, because the track was right in front of us, the crowd could get right up to the rail, and back then there were crowds, like significant crowds, and you were calling right up the back of the stand. So so what was it actually like? What was your view like? Yeah, most of the time it was quite good. It was quite clear. Uh, there was only just one race that I can remember uh, very clearly. Um, when Princess Elma came up from Omaru, she was an Omaru trained bitch, and um, she used to lo- use up a bit of the track, but uh, she came around the corner so wide, she almost touching the outside rail here one day and I missed her coming up the straight I thought I'd lost her in the in the court and I thought she'd fallen or something but uh, yeah but um, I, I went on to call the second third and fourth dogs past the line and uh, the judge actually said didn't number eight win that race and I said I don't know did it I said I was looking for it at the end but you know but I couldn't find it but yeah. actually what had happened she came around the turn so wide she was almost touching the outside rail, and of course, with the crowd over the rail, I just couldn't see her at all. So, so that was a bit tricky, and uh, you know, thank God that didn't happen too often. <laughs> now, back then, you talk about the photo finish. Um, that was next door to you, up the back of the stand, and it was a photo finish, and there was a a, a print development room, yeah. and it actually used to take quite a while to get the official result. Unbelievable. Um, in some instances, it was six, seven minutes. I'm not joking. It was six, seven minutes before we got the, uh, you know, the judges' call because uh, they had to wait for the, uh, uh, the print to develop, as you said. And uh, you know, technology's got ahead since then. But gee whiz, I remember those days, Rosa. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was incredible. And I remember that you, know, you used to have to sort of hang on for the result. It was quite, you know, it was oh. quite embarrassing at times because there's a crowd there just waiting to know who's yeah. who's won the race. And of course, they're looking up at you, you're thinking that. That you're yeah. the culprit. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some, some, I remember seeing some of the photo finishes because they used to put them downstairs yeah, after they'd yeah. been developed. And, um, you know, I mean, some of them were pretty murky, to be fair. Yeah, they were. <laughs> we, we, we've come a long way since those days, haven't we? Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. We, if we do make a mistake now, Trevor, at, at least we know it quite quickly, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, um, in terms of racing and stuff like that, um, I know that for uh, a period of time there, you covered for... Real Murtha for a number of weeks, he was away, I think, at the Olympics. That's right. He went to the Seoul Olympics in 1988. And I think I went, uh, I think I, I called for about five or six weeks. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, no, no, it, was, it was a great break I got uh, through there. And uh, I certainly gained a lot of experience uh, calling around Canterbury uh, for that five or six weeks. You know, I always, always remember it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was fantastic. And... <clears throat> Back then, of course, as we say, it was on course only until 1982, and then we had TAB meetings, but there weren't that many. And um, Peter really used to travel around the country and do all the TAB meetings because he could, because there were so few. And so at uh, times there, if it was a TAB meeting, you'd be calling on course, and, and Peter really be calling for Pacific. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
you know, as I said, started in 79, up until about, oh, it might have been in the early 90s, 92, I think it was, 91, 92, somewhere around there. Um, you know, I was just calling on course. Peter really used to come down and do the, uh, the Greyhounds for Radio Pacific in those days, and it wasn't until 91, until I got my break, I think it was 91, 91 or 92 anyway, uh, that, um, that I got the break doing the uh, Greyhounds for Pacific. Um, you know, so how many years is that? That's around about 11, 12 years uh, doing on course only. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, of course, in the modern era, uh, you're doing up to four meetings a week here at Christchurch, which actually must be pretty taxing. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Four meetings. It is taxing. There's no doubt about that. Um, I was doing four meetings up until a while ago. Andy McCook is actually doing a meeting for me now, uh, which is which is good. Um, because in because before then, I, I used to do trials as well, and mm. uh, trials and the four meetings, and yeah, doing all the preparation work as well, and all the VTs for the meeting as well. It was just too taxing, really. But uh, now it's um, it's a whole lot different now. Andy's doing a few of the trials for me, and he's stepping in and doing a, a day as well. So now it's it's much more, um, you know. It's you know I can get the job done a whole lot more better. Before we leave uh, QE2 Park behind and the memories there, what what were some of the uh, the, the great dogs uh, or, or races that you recall from from QE2 Park before they moved here? Yeah, some of the uh, well, I can touch on the dogs. Uh, Lisa Havoc was, uh, you know, when I first started, she was the outstanding greyhound of her time. Uh, she was outstanding, and uh, then of course we had um, dogs like Misty Anna, uh, the first one hundred thousand dollar performer. Micro Spot was a favourite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Command, he, he was just fantastic. Uh, trained by Rosemary Blackburn, of course. Uh, he was one of the better dogs ever to race at QE2. King, King of QE2, just, we used to oh, call him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah he was just yeah. outstanding, wasn't he? Uh, Supreme Domino and Gallant Man from Mike Lalliott's kennel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were good dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I've missed any or not. Uh, oh, later, of course, um, later, um, Max Matthews uh, brought down oh, two yes. good bitches, mm-hmm. Q- Miss Cutie and Cutie's sister. Yeah. Um, you know, they were they were very, very good bitches. Yeah. And you speak of Mike and Wendy Lalliott there. They also had Shorty Bijou, and he was a crowd favourite, wasn't he? He was a crowd Coming favourite. From the back. Oh, he, he was fantastic. He was he was a wide runner, of course, when it... Uh, you know, when the turn, uh, when the track turned to custard, uh, you know, he just loved it. He just picked them up and dropped them. Uh, he was an outstanding star. He won the cup, of course, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he's a fabulous dog. Um, we're on uh, Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And check out grnz.co.nz for all the fields and form. Race meeting at uh, Monaco uh, this afternoon. You can catch all the race replays there, the stewards reports, uh, news information, all available there, grnz.co.nz. My special guest this morning is Trevor Wilkes, and Trevor will be uh, after me again, uh, well, with me again, right after this. I'm in the Christchurch studio with my special guest, uh, Trevor Wilkes. Trevor is going to retire from his uh, long-time commentary position with the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club with TAB Tracks. I'm more latterly back in the early days, uh, Radio Pacific, of course. And uh, Trevor, we moved to Addington Raceway, very close to where we are now in, in 1997. What do you remember of that very first day, or what was supposed to be the first day here at Addington? Yeah, that's right. Uh, hard to hard to forget, really, isn't it? Uh, but uh, no, it was just a shame. Uh, you know, you've got to feel sorry for the club. But uh, of course, uh, everything went wrong that, that that first day, didn't it? And uh, you know, after countless number of trials, which went perfectly, um, you know, the lure wouldn't 
wouldn't run. And uh, oh, it was just an embarrassment, really. But uh, no, you've got to feel for the club, Ross. <laughs> we had a great crowd. Oh, we did. And, you know, and, you know, special guests and that, you know, and, you know, invited guests and that. It was just, oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was. We can sort of laugh about it now, but it's 25 years down the track. So we got up and running again the following week, of course, that we didn't have the same number of people or dignitaries or anything like that, but never mind. Do you remember the first race? You seem to have a, a pretty good memory for, for, for who won things. Yeah, I do. I do. Kent Road mm. came right down the outside. A dog. Uh, from Dave Bush's kennel called Tatiki Tang. Oh, yep. I came round the turn about three lengths in front, looked home, and then Kent Road just put in this big run. And I remember it collared uh, Tatiki Tank on the line. So, uh, yeah, that's how I remember the uh, the first at Addington. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kent Road trained by Craig Roberts. Now, you've owned the odd greyhound, been in a couple of shares with uh, dogs that actually raced out of Craig's kennels at one stage. Yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, Whippersnapper was probably the best of the... Oh, though, hadn't we... Bitch called Petite Doll, which wasn't too bad either. Um, I think she was injury prone, but uh, no, she was better than what you know uh, than what we saw. Really, Uh, it was a bit of a shame about her. But um, Whippersnapper was uh, was a good bread and butter dog, and I had Wink at Wilkes, of course, with Ray Eckhock. Yes, uh, um, you know he's been my best one. He he made it through to Open Company. Um, I raced him with Jimmy Curtin and Darren Williams from oh, Addington okay. uh, from Addington Raceway. So yeah, yeah so um, yeah, we had a bit of fun with him. He, he wasn't he wasn't brilliant or anything, but uh, but you know, as I said, he reached Open Company. Um, you know, he's a good bread and butter dog, and he and he at the race I remember, I think his best win was down at Invercargill one day when he beat Froth, which okay. wasn't a bad yeah. dog, you know. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, no, he he was okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you find it hard to call your own dog, especially one called Winkett Wilkes, named after you? I did. Yeah. I did. In fact, uh, I remember one day he came around the turn about a couple of lengths in front. I thought it was the money day. I I actually said this is going to be the money day, and then he got run down. Oh, oh no! Awful. Um, Bob Smolensky trained dog won it. Um, oh, him okay. and John Proudlock owned the dog that beat me. Spanish something. I just wasn't Spanish remember. stroll, was it? Spanish stroll. stroll? Yeah, I been. think they had a Spanish stroll. But yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, it yeah. might have been Spanish stroll. Okay. Spanish something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, look, uh, we've talked about you know how it used to be calling it at QE2. What about your commentary position here at Addington? How would you describe that? Oh, bang on. You know, you're right on the line, really. You couldn't get a better position than Addington, and. Uh, you know, even though, you know, I've got a couple of finishes uh, wrong. Um, you know, you've got to be so careful when a dog's stopping and one's coming. You've just got to favour that one coming. It, that nine times out of ten, it gets the judges nod. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just have a crack at it. And, you know, just the odd time you get it wrong. But, uh, you know, you feel like having a crack, don't you? Oh, no, absolutely. And, and like, as I say, these days with the technology, at least we know quite quickly if, if, if we have made a mistake. But... um. Trevor, you've got a great voice, and I don't know. I don't know that it's changed much over the years. I've got some old commentaries of you, and it kind of you, 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 right. sa- you sound you know very similar now to me, certainly. And you've hardly missed a meeting. So, have you done anything special to sort of look after your voice? No, nothing out of, out of the ordinary, really. Um, you know, I just make sure I've got a water there. You know, I, I, I drink a lot of water during the day, but uh, apart from that, and and a couple of coffees, but you know. But apart from that, no, I'd, I've done nothing extra to to look after the voice. Really, mm. uh, it's held up pretty well, I must say. But uh, as you said, I've only, I think I've missed one meeting, in something like thirty years. So yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, my voice has stood up pretty well, really. Yeah, 
Um, do you like a punt? Was, was that sort of what got you involved in the, in the first place, got you interested, like having a bet? I do like having a bet, but I don't. I, I never bet when I'm calling. I, I, I hate betting when I'm calling. I'd rather just call. You know, I've got eight dogs to look at, not just one. And, uh, you know, uh, that's one thing I won't do. And, and even though we're allowed to bet now, but I, I've just never bothered. Um, now, I think, you, I think you're there to do a job and, you know, do it to the best of your ability. Mm. And uh, you can always bet when you're not working. That's yeah. my theory, anyway. Yeah, and, and so you know, you have a punt if you're sitting at home and, and, and oh, feel yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. If you're out or at home, yeah, by all means. But mm. uh, I think if you're there to do a job, you're there to do a job. Um, <clears throat> what about some of the uh, great greyhounds at, at Addington? So in the more recent years that you've called and some of the memories you've got. Yeah, I've got a few favourites. Or oh, Cecilia Lloyd. Uh, was was uh, one of my favourites. Mm. He, he he was a good dog, really. He wasn't the fastest I've seen, but he's just so, um, you know, he's just so honest. He won a couple of cups. Mm. Um, of course, you've got uh, Winsome Ashley. Uh, she was outstanding. She she had speed to burn. She was probably one of the quickest I've seen actually. Winsome Ashley, and uh, and then you've got uh, dogs like Oh Opawa Shackley was good around Addington, and what about Gina Dave's uh, runners? Um, mm. Um, you know, he had uh, something like eight New Zealand Cup winners, so there must have been some good ones among them. And it was good to see the little mother uh, down at Addington too. She came down and won the Oaks, and uh, no, she was outstanding. Yeah, uh, some great memories, uh, Trevor. And let's talk about a race in 2008. It was a one-off. There might yep. be a few people that never heard of it. It was called the Platinum Pause. Now, there was a, a fair bit of money around at that particular time. Uh, and there was a lot of money put into stakes across the three codes. And in Greyhound Racing, it was determined we'd run a race called Platinum Paws, and it was at Addington, so you got to call it. So what do you remember of that? It was $250,000, I believe. Yeah, it was a great stake, wasn't it? $250,000. Uh, it was a one and only, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was the one and only uh, Platinum Paws, and uh, uh, it was won by a Brisbane dog, actually. Um, we... Uh, Sort of attracted a lot of Australian interest, didn't we? And Size Kid Matter uh, was the dog that won it. Uh, won the heat in about a 30 and 30. Went on to win the final. And beat Yambler Jack, trained by the Schofields. And third was uh, Smash Palace. Mm. And, uh, no, that's one race I'll never forget, really. Yeah. Mainly because of the stake, yes. $250,000. I think at the time, at the time, I think it might have been about the richest race in Australasia. Yeah. I could be wrong, but... Yeah. Um, it was up there, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was up there. Yes, amazing. Um, so you, you, you're two weeks away from, from your last call. You've decided to, to retire from something you've done for, what, 43-plus years. So how, how does that kind of feel? Oh, it's going to feel funny. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. 43 years, it's just, you know... You know, I've had, I've had a wonderful ride. I've met a lot of lovely people. Um, you know, I've called some outstanding dogs. I'm just going to miss it. But uh, but I'll, I'll view, I'll view, and I'll get to the track when I can. I'm just having a few health issues at the moment. I'm actually walking on a walking frame at the moment, mm. so I'm hoping that that comes right. My neurologist uh, seems to think it will. Yep. Uh, fingers crossed, but... Uh, Health is, you know, just so important, and that's one of the reasons why I'm pulling the plug. I haven't felt good since last January, actually. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but um, anyway, um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, I come right. Let, let's assume that you, your health does come good, yep. and um, we certainly wish you well for that. Um, I know that you've been a fixture of the 
Westport meeting on the coast mm. for, mm. for many, many years. Is that sort of something you'd like to, to, to keep up? To carry on if I can. If I can, I certainly will. I, you know, as long as they want me. Um, yeah, I certainly will. I've, you know, the great people over there. I've had 20-odd 20 years going over there. I just love it. The people are fantastic. Um, it's one of the better clubs in the country, I think, Westport. Mm. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can continue. If I can't, well... So be it, but um, I just, I, I just, I'm just hoping I can. Well, at least these days we can watch them on the tally, I suppose. But yeah. there's nothing like being there, especially no. for those races like the no. Coast Circuit. Um, you've been known to do a few racing trips as well. As, as yep. yeah, you know, what have you got to tick off? Let's, as I say, let's assuming your your health's 100 percent and you've got the opportunity. What would you like to do in the next couple of years? I'd love to go to a Japan Cup, and uh, and and uh, the only other thing I'd, that's on the bucket list really is uh, go to Las Vegas. I've mm. always wanted to do it. Um, I was booked to go in 2020, and then yeah. COVID comes. So, yeah. um, unfortunate, but I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one in that boat. But uh, you know, if the health comes back, um, I'll certainly uh, consider a trip uh, a trip to uh, Las Vegas. Mm. Um, Trevor, I'm going to have uh, Philippa Morris on the show um, not too long from now, and, and she called a meeting, our first full meeting for a female commentator on on Thursday at Cambridge Raceway. What advice would you give to young budding commentators in 2022? Yeah, look, you know, uh, the only advice I can give you is uh, just stick to the, you know, just stick to it. Um, it's hard getting a break. I, I had to wait a wee while to get a break, but I got a lucky break at the, at the right time. Um, so, look, it's a wonderful, you know, it's a great job. If you, if you want to be a caller and you think you've got it, uh, just stick to it, and uh, I'm sure the break will come. You know, it's... Uh, it's a fantastic job. It's a well-paid job, as we know, Rosso. And, uh, you know, you're getting paid for what you love doing. So, you know, it can't be any better. So just stick to it. I know there's a few budding young commentators out there. So, you know, my advice is just, you know, there's no better job. So we've got Andy McCook, uh, who will come in and take over that role at, uh, at Christchurch. But Trevor, so far, since I got involved in greyhound racing in the early 80s, the only voice I've really known in greyhound racing is yours. Uh, and I want to thank you um, personally and publicly for inviting me into your commentary box, uh, for giving me opportunities. You weren't away very often. You said you only missed one meeting for years. I think I did a 20 race meeting here one day when we used to do those on a Tuesday. Um, but thank you very much for what you've offered uh, to me uh, and to other people. And I know that the crew really enjoy working with you. So on behalf of us all, uh, thanks very much, Trevor, for everything that you've offered to us. Oh, thanks very much, Rosso. And uh, yeah, and thanks to everyone out there for allowing me to be, be in your living rooms. Mm. And uh, it's been a, a great pleasure calling uh, for the last 43 years. Awesome. That's Trevor Wilkes. Uh, Trevor, the commentator for the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club. His final meeting will be on the 14th of July. It's a dual code meeting. It's a fantastic meeting, actually, at South Island Champs Night, Canterbury for Charity. There's a new race coming up we'll talk about soon, too. Um, and I know that there's, I know there's a busload coming in from uh, Kaipoi, for example, Trevor, for your final meeting, which is fantastic. And we're going to have a commentator's day on Monday, the 11th as well, so we'll catch up with you then. Thanks very much, Roger. So that's Trevor Wilkes. And um, as I say, yeah, looking forward to the, the, the next couple of weeks and the, and the activities as we uh, mark the end and celebrate the, um, the career of Trevor Wilkes. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91